I am so excited to talk to my upcoming guest, Reagan Farley of Intel Media Group. She is amazing. She is amazing. If you want to know anything about the PR space, if you need a public relations specialist at the moment or when you'll need one, uh, this is definitely an hour or so that you want to listen into because you know, guys, I'm going to bring you the heat. I'm going to bring you the best of the best of the best. Welcome to a conversation with where we sit down with some amazing people in the film, media, and entrepreneurial space. We're going to talk about what makes them successful and hopefully we'll give you something to help you maximize your business, but more importantly, to maximize your life. So sit back and enjoy a conversation with, and I'm your host, Floyd Marshall Jr. She is, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Hi, how, how are, are you? you? I'm good. I'm uh, well, I cannot complain. Neither can I. Um, I'm really excited to have you here. Me too. And in honor of you being a Lincoln University alum, because as I uh, told you uh, when I first reached out, my daughter is um, an alum of Lincoln University. So I said, well, you know what? I'm going a, I'm to a do this for you. Oh, yes. I love it. And it's pink for my sorority. <laughs> yes, because I, I told my wife. I said she's a alum of Lincoln University, and yes, she's sir. also an AKA. So I said I'm yes, a couple sir. both bases because pink is one of my favorite colors. <laughs> I love it. I love so it. I, I, I don't even have one of those. Well, you know what? Um, pink is one of my favorite colors. And years ago, when when she was there, and we went up. I said, you know what? Let me grab one more. She's like, you getting a pink shirt? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting pink. So I'm, I'm gonna it. rock that out. I'm gonna rock that out. I love but it. ladies and gentlemen, we're going to we're going to do this the proper way. So welcome to a conversation with Floyd Marshall Jr. I'm your humble host. And today I am joined by a very extraordinary guest, Reagan Farley. She is the founder of the Intel Media Group. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to read a little bit about who this uh, young lady is. Reagan Farley has created a blueprint effectively uh, to effectively disrupt the public relations industry by its traditional standards. Reagan has worked with companies such as Fox Broadcasting, NBC Universal, Def Jam Records, CBS Television, and PS Media Talent. She's rankled uh, talent for red carpet events such as the NAACP Awards, the BET Hip Hop Awards, and more. And as an alum of Lincoln University, she understands the importance of educating oneself to become an elite force in business and life. And this is something that she lives by. Uh, The notion that the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately, which is absolutely true. And that each person has a different hustle and a specific goal to get them there. And it's important to recognize that early on and know that you must run your race to be successful. And that is so true. Ladies Mm -hmm. and gentlemen, you can't win any races if you decide not to run. (laughs) So get your ass in a race. So without further ado, Ms. Farley, welcome to a conversation with how are you? I am so good, Mr. Marshall. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. Um, To your wife and your daughter Uh, was phenomenal for me. So I hope that she had a phenomenal time and super excited to be connected. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. Well, you're so welcome. And my name is Floyd. Mr. Marshall was my dad. (laughs) I am not that old, girl, please. So let me tell folks how I came across Reagan. And it's so interesting because when the the program that I was watching, when I saw you, we'd never watched that program before. And for some reason, my wife turned it on and it was it was a program on um, historically black colleges. Uh, little program, by the way. And as I was sitting there listening to you, I said, wow, she, she sounds such like such a, a, a phenomenal woman with, with things really moving in the right direction. And then when you said you were a graduate of Lincoln University, I said, oh, I have to reach out and, and, and bring her on the show and just find out a little bit more about you. And, you know, even more the fact that you own your own public relations agency as a mm-hmm. woman of color. Yes, so sir. enough about me. 
how did this all begin? Yeah, man, I've been, um, let's start, let, let's backtrack, right? Let's start with my time in high school, because I think foundationally, that's extremely important. Um, in Baltimore, Maryland, um, attended a Okay, sorry, I just got a call. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yes, I can hear you now. Um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but born and raised in Baltimore, no Maryland. Um, actually attended a high school called Pikesville High School, which I had the opportunity to be in a multimedia program. So long and short, anything from your broadcast television to your journalistic writing, um, what I did starting in high school. Um, I did not want to be on camera, though. I knew that I wanted to be behind the scenes, pulling the strings. Um, at one point, mom and I kind of went back and forth with me actually being in the program. I actually unenrolled myself, and she's like, no, this is a phenomenal program for you, especially being hard-headed in high school, right? This is a phenomenal program for you. I need you to stay in this program. I think being in that program, though, is what fueled my love for public relations. Um, journalism and PR go hand in hand, so that was like that springboard that I needed in order to to fast track my career, if you will. Um, for it to me going to Lincoln University, even from first starting out, I just had phenomenal opportunities where I interviewed or interned with uh, Kevin Frazier, who was at the time at the Insider. At the my phone keeps ringing. Actually, give me one second, Floyd. I apologize. You are so popular. It is. It is okay. <laughs> interview. I got to tell people that I'm on an interview. Um, yeah, so long and the short, <laughs> long and the short, um, with Kevin Frazier at CBS, the Insider Television Show, um, one pivotal moment for me was serving as the Vice President of External Affairs for the Student Government Association. So I had a chance to handle anything from start to finish as it relates to um, facing external relations. So writing press releases on behalf of the student body, um, planning homecoming and spring fling on behalf of the student body, and then learning contracts and negotiating and things of that nature. So that kind of formed my love for public relations. Okay, so let's 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 backtrack to high school. You you were a part of a program, and, and it was interesting when I was listening to you uh, the interview, and you were talking about the fact that you did not want to do it. <laughs> but you not wanting to do it and your mom the uh one of the top real estate agents in maryland <laughs> she yeah. she she basically told you well you, you started it you're you're going to finish yep so so what what did that do for you knowing that hey this is something that i really am not in agreement with but how how has that served you now? Mm. Floyd, it's been a level of resilience because I think sometimes what I've what I've learned um career being being now ten years removed from college. Yes. What I, I'm sorry about that. She's what so popular. She need another phone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and ironically, I didn't. Bring you need two phones. Phone I didn't bring my other phone today. But being 10 years removed from college right now and actually being in the workforce uh, from that is a level of sometimes folk, sometimes you won't always see your destiny. Right. But someone else seeing greatness in you before you even see it in yourself is truly a blessing. And I think that's what I learned from experience such as that, or having family who's always been supportive. Okay. So, so you, you, you finished a program and you, you go to Lincoln university, but how you got there mm -hmm. in itself is a story. Um, talk about that because it, it, it was, you know, I'm going to let you tell it because it, it was a very compelling story how when you went to Lincoln, you received someone, someone basically pulled you to the side and, and had a, and had a chat with you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, in Pikesville, I think being from Baltimore and just um, understand that backstory. Um, Baltimore and just in just even being a high school student just playing around with your friends I think in that regard my foundation from 
jumping from high school to college, I was in a program called AVID. Um, it stands for Advancement via Individual Determination. And what they do is they're a college readiness program. Uh, these weren't the greatest. Um, I definitely say this now that uh, then maybe I had almost the 2.0, um, kind of close to it at, at that time. Um, AVID used to always have these college fairs. Um, at History Month College Fair, and into the life of me, um, she was on this live, but my admissions counselor at the time actually attended the college fair, and what he said to me is something that would change my life, right, like back to the resilience and back to people never giving up on you, but he said, you're Reagan, I read your essay, and um, student that can benefit from our services, you're a diamond in the rough. So back to people taking a chance on you, right? Because my grades weren't the greatest. I probably got into Lincoln by the skin of my teeth. But the fact that they were able to take a chance on me when no one else would spoke volumes to me, because it wasn't even my first choice, but it was the perfect choice for me, uh, how I look at that now in the rest of my life. And what's, what's interesting, this is a gentleman that I, and, and this is someone that I quote all the time, a gentleman by the name of Ed Milet, and he says, things don't happen to you, they happen for you. Mm, so mm-hmm. even though that wasn't your first choice, it was the choice, unbeknownst mm-hmm. to you at the time. And, and so often when, when things, or let's say a supposed door is closed, it's not a door being closed, but it's an opportunity being opened mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for you. And just listening and, and doing research, you, you've you had a lot of moments on your path where this has basically happened. So talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even and even back to my time at Lincoln. So like I said, I um, from high school to college, grades weren't the greatest in, in high school. But I think with Lincoln taking a chance on me. I, I had to prove myself, right? So I had to do everything within my power to be successful once I got to Lincoln. So like I said, my grades were under a 2.0 at Pikesville, but every single semester thereafter at Lincoln, I made Dean's List. Maybe there was one time that I, did, that I didn't make it, but I knew I had something that I had to prove in order to get to that next level. So from student government to being senator of organizations to being Lincoln Woman of the Year for my class, I just knew that I had to uh, self in order to be successful. That success starts and ends with me um, is the people who are around me and who's pouring into me, who I'm pouring into. Um, Take that with me wherever I go. That success starts with me and I can choose my own destiny. Um, when it comes to setbacks and things of that nature, what I've learned throughout life is that um, my make for a major comeback. So those are the different things that I've t- taken through life or taken through my journey thereafter. Yeah, and but that's interesting. You're you're 18, <laughs> and you you have this type of mindset. Where did you get that? Because that's not something that normally an 18-year-old goes, you know, even you say someone took a chance on me. So now I have to do things in order to prove that they took the right chance. I wanted to Where did that come from? Floyd, I knew that I wanted to. Once I got on that campus at Lincoln, I knew I wasn't going home. Um, Beyond all else, I wanted to make my family proud. So... (laughs) foundationally it came from family it came from seeing my mom do whatever she had to do to like put me there or you know seeing my grandmother be so proud of me and being um generation college student but but first in my immediate family so i i knew that i had to do anything in my power to stay so if that was at the time the president was ivy v nelson if that was walking up to dr nelson and saying hey dr nelson i'm reagan it's a pleasure to meet you um what's more and i love lincoln and i want to stay what do i need to do to stay or reaching out to dean ross was the um Dean Ross was the financial aid person at the time and just building relationships and building a rapport because that's all PR is. I'm always going to be my biggest advocate, no matter who says what. So um, advocate for myself. And I, and I think I learned that advocating in the art of negotiation early, early on. (laughs) You know, you know, what's interesting, you know, everything that you're talking about was basically just another brick in the foundation 
as to who you are now when it comes to how you do how you do business. Mm -hmm. But let's talk a little bit about how you got into the the, the PR realm at 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 college. So how did that happen? As I mentioned, I served as the vice president of external affairs. So we would plan. Our role in particular at student government was to plan homecoming. So getting people like Big Sean, Wale, Miguel on stage before they were even big names and taking Mm. artists from Baltimore, my city, and saying, hey, do you want to open up for Big Sean, Wale, or Miguel? Or, hey, this is how... Um, how planning a concert looks or hey I'm working with um, Clint Sanders he's now the road manager for Meek Mill Uh, working with Clint at the time because he would do all of the bookings and tourings across like across the east coast for like colleges so I would work directly with him he was a promoter uh, learn what he did um, a student though right and then I got to compile street teams so I would have a street team from my university travel to Delaware State because that's not too far or Coppin or Morgan to promote our homecomings so foundationally for me um, this was about visibility like even from a student perspective okay so you you're you're setting up all of these major concerts so how do you end up going from Lincoln University to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So um, the, one of the roles or one of the requirements of being external affairs is you're also connected to the director of public relations. The director of public relations at the time, I think she was probably about 26. Um, she's like a big sister to me. I'm mm-hmm. sitting in her office one day because a lot of external affairs also, again, goes back to public relations. So I'm learning the university's perspective from a student side, but then I'm actually working with the director of public relations for the actual university. Um, Lo and behold, I'm sitting in her office one day, I'm working on a press release, and she goes, hey, do you want to go to California? And I'm like, "Uh, see, I would love to go to California. (laughs) And right, like, who, who wouldn't? And she's like, well, call your mom pack your bags. I got you an internship in California. I got you an internship in LA. Um, that, that was working for Kevin Frazier, who at the time was the host of the Insider CBS television show, um, host of the Insider at the time. And I got to do, I got to learn Hollywood from start to finish with Kevin. So mm-hmm. uh, was I on set with him when he was at the Insider? He also runs a company called Hip Hollywood, where I was able to um, blog for that company and then also work with his publicist. And this is the entire time during my senior year in college. On top of that, though, I'm still planning homecoming at Lincoln, while the rest of our team at Lincoln is is also planning homecoming. So. Doing all of those different things is, is, is kind of what helped me find my footing in California. So let's pack this up. You're at school. <laughs> you call your mom. Hey, mom, how's everything? <laughs> oh, I'm going good, dear. How are you? How's school? School's great. <laughs> I need to go to Los Angeles. How did that, how did that conversation pan she out? Was I know it panned out because you ended up going, but how did that plan pan out? Oh, she was floored, floored, floored. Why can't I talk? Floored for Floyd. Like, she was floored. (laughs) (laughs) Right, 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 right. I'm the only child, right? Say that fast five times. Right, can't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, I'm I'm the only child. So, like, one, and and she's the only child, too. So, like, our bond, um, like, this close. So, literally, she's like, okay, whatever we got to do, we'll do it. Because all I had to pay for was a plane ticket. Kevin Mm -hmm. furnished my apartment furnish my apartment and pay for my apartment for the, for the entire summer. So I am grateful. And even in passing, as I see him throughout my career, um, I had a chance to, we had, my team had a chance to work with him again for the United Negro College Fund. They're one of our clients. So PSA uh, for us for the United Negro College Fund. But as I see him throughout my career and I grow, um, extremely grateful for, for someone like that to, again, right, take a chance on me. So you, you go to Los Angeles, you intern for the summer, and then after that, what happens? Went back to school because school okay. wasn't finished. Yep. School, okay. School wasn't finished. School wasn't finished. So went back to school, finished my senior year out. Uh, first job is at the MTA in public relations. So that's our public transportation system. And I worked in their public relations office. Then I moved so, to LA after. So let me, let, you know what? I Okay. <laughs> 
I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I, I'm actually in public transportation myself, uh, oh, wow. 29 years. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you go to Los Angeles and I mean, you are in the thick of it and then you have to go back to school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what was that transition like? I just knew that I wanted to get back. I knew that once school was over and I didn't, wasn't, didn't care how long it took that I would be back in California. Okay. So now you, 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 but then you end up with MTA in Baltimore, mm -hmm. not Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So did that do anything to you emotionally? Because you, mm -hmm. you were saying that when you were on campus, you know, things were one way. Mm -hmm. But then when you got out of school, life mm -hmm. presented life itself. Life right. And, and I always tell my interns this, and I'm going to call Morgan out. Morgan's a graduate at Spelman and, and one of my interns. Um, sometimes things don't always look how we want, want them to. And although I was still in my career, although it was not L.A., I was still in my career. And I was blessed, again, by the grace of God, to um, have one who took a chance on me, right? Um, friend, And she's one of the most phenomenal bosses that I have ever had to this day. But um, she used to be the director of public relations at MTA in Baltimore. And she said, I see your daughter doing all of these phenomenal things. I'm going to give her her first job uh, without applying I don't know if I can really say that and that might get her in trouble but I'm going to give her her first job and again it's back to someone taking a chance on me so who am I to be ungrateful but Floyd what I will tell you is that I knew I was getting back to LA so no matter how long I was at that job I knew that I was going to get back to LA and honestly that was a contractual role so I had a contract for a year once that year was up I could go and do whatever I wanted that year gave me the experience so I always look at things as it's a delay, not a denial. And sometimes we have to pivot in order to get to where we really want to be. And it's interesting. Um, someone that I interviewed, uh, Brenda Gilbert, she is the uh, co-founder of Brown Entertainment. Mm -hmm. And she put up a post a couple of weeks ago and it was an arrow to success. But the mm -hmm. arrow went like this. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a straight line. And I think so often people get caught up in, well, I have steps one through five figured out, but life says, well, but there are some potholes. There, there are some, some ditches, there's some puddles, there's some, this, there's some that. So you, you'll still get there steps one mm -hmm. through five, mm -hmm. but you may have to go step one and a half, then take a step back, take a step forward. Yep. But you talk about something that I am, huge on which is relationships mm -hmm. and you know as we've been talking that has been the recurring theme throughout this conversation mm -hmm. the fact that every step that you've taken has been because of a relationship so mm -hmm. let's talk about relationships how, how important is that to you and especially in the line of work that you do how mm -hmm. important is it to have relationships but more importantly meaningful relationships that 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 are offering value very very important because even looking at the people who hop who are hopping on this live and even how i'm mentioning to you that i can still call up my admissions counselor who almost admitted me i, I was a freshman in college in 2008 to this day i can still call him up and say hey uh oh, uh, love your support in XYZ or even um, Dr. Walton and he's no longer at Lincoln but he was uh, upper administration at Lincoln and just seeing those folks who still support you regardless and um, the relation relationships are not um, transactional all the time and I think sometimes we all we reach out to people because we need something no just reach out to people to check in um, be intentional so relationships foundationally are truly important Hey, everybody, it's Floyd Marshall, host of A Conversation With. Have you ever listened to a podcast and said to yourself, I'd like to ask him a question? Well, you can just message me with a question or a comment, and I'll make sure to respond to it 
in the very next episode. To your success. Visit anchor.com to send Floyd a question. I saw that you were on uh, Clubhouse. And one of the things that we would cover on Clubhouse dealing with relationships was transactional versus relation, relational. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the fact that when you're entering into a relationship that you want it to be something that's value-based as opposed to transactional. Mm -hmm. So now when you're dealing with with your clients or anyone new coming in, how do you, how do you approach that? Because I, of course it's a business transaction, mm-hmm. but how do you, as the head of Intel media group, how do you approach dealing with your clients? Yeah. And I'm a, and I'm a co I'm a co CEO. So my business partner, her name is Deja Kamardi. Um, he's in uh, New York, New Jersey area. So I'm a co-founder and I, I would oh, never co-founder. do anything without mentioning Deja um, because our our baby Intel Media Group is only two years in. And oh, um, literally, we've been doing phenomenal work. Um, as far as transactional relationships, we want everyone to feel like family. We want everyone to feel like um, in all those different things from Intel Media Group. You know what? I'm, someone asked a question. How do your personal relationships affect your, your business relationships, et cetera? So let's talk. You know what? That's a very good question. So let's say, for instance, you are or have you ever had a friend as a client or or is that a line that you say to yourself, you know what? I'm, I'm not I'm not going to go there. I'm going to keep my friendships, my friendships. And I'll, I'll refer you to someone else. Or have you ever, phenomenal question, have you ever had someone as a friend and as a client as well? I, I, I know that after you, you're, uh, you've worked with people, they, they possibly become friends. But mm-hmm. have you ever had someone who was a friend say, hey, you know what, Reagan, I need your services? Ha- have, have you ever had that happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Friends, friends reach out all the time, and like mm-hmm. family has, you know, also reached out. Uh, but I also think what I try to dial people back in on is: Are you ready for PR? What does that right. look like? I understand that you want to support, but how can we get from A to Z? Okay, and you know what? That that's that's great. I'm I'm glad you you said that because do you need PR? Mm-hmm. Because when I'm listening and talking to actors, because I teach a lot of actors, mm-hmm. one thing that they all want right now is public relations. And you spoke about, are you ready for that? Do you need that at the moment? Because you talked about the fact that you're not the manager, but you're basically, you're telling their story while some while they're actually managing their story. So can you speak about that a little bit? Mm-hmm. When do mm-hmm. you come in? Yeah, so I think that PR is exciting incident, exciting incident, exciting incident. Um, what I mean by that is what do you have going on? What are you currently working on that uh, a publicist can amplify? Um, you Let's talk about actors. Are you currently a working actor? Because people think that when you hire a publicist, you'll just find the same overnight, and that's necessarily not the case. Sure, we can make up a story um, and make up a story that you still do have to have something going on. However, um, we can only amplify what you're currently doing. So now when you talk about something going on, does mm-hmm. it have to be anything major? Because a lot of the actors that I deal with I deal with people in Hollywood, but I also deal with a lot of independent um, people. Does it have to be something major? Because you deal with a lot of um, people Mm. on the red carpet and things like that. So does Mm -hmm. it have to be something that they would consider major? It does not have to be any, like, you have to be in a Hollywood feature film. I'm saying, though, is are you currently working? Can we amplify that? Beyond just acting, what's your story? What's your why? Is there a product that you're trying to promote? Um, Working on an actor's workshop because PR is about things that are newsworthy. So what's going on in the news cycle that the general public will care about for you? Okay, so 
how do you determine, because someone may come to you and say, okay, Reagan, I think this is newsworthy. Mm -hmm. So then you and your team, your partners, your, your entire yeah. team, you guys mm -hmm. sit down. So what, what is, what is the, the, the vetting process to say to yourself, okay, this is something that we can get mm -hmm. on board with and take it a step further and just add to it. I think being clear on your story is what's important, right? Like what's your why, um, knowing what, what you're doing. Uh, how is it impacting your local community, your national community? Uh, what are you creating that's that's groundbreaking and groundbreaking to you versus groundbreaking to the general public? You know, that's that's two different things. But like, how are we shelling out the work that you do on a national, local or regional community? OK, so. Public relations is not cheap. I've 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 researched <laughs> it. It's It's not cheap. So what if someone comes to you and they say, well, you know what? I really want to hire you, but I'm not able to right now. How do you, mm -hmm. how do you work around that? We are in the business of everyone won't be your client first, first time, right? So we also offer, offer something called coaching. And that's a little bit more, um, more so a one-time fee. Now, it's not done for you services where my team is writing the press releases, writing the media alerts, pitching to clients. But what we're saying, and it's probably similar to the active workshops that you do, right? Um, saying, hey, or hypothetically, let's say I we let's say you are a automobile company. Um, in short, we are training your team to get clear on your brand story, to get clear on your why, to know the outlets that would ensure uh, what it is that you do. Um, when you package that up, we're helping you pitch it, and then we're sending you on your way. So, so how long do you normally have clients? Uh, to a year. Okay. Okay. So I have so many questions and they are just like running in my head, but you said something that really stood out to me because this is a business, again, something that I harp on a lot. This is a business of relationships and sometimes relationships do not work out, but you said something that really jumped out to me. And then I may mess it up a little bit, but I want you to talk about this. Mm -hmm. You said something along the lines of your progress should not be pain, cost someone else pain. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. sometimes people, in order to get where they're going, will step on someone else's toes. But yeah. I like when you said that because that, that really showed a level of integrity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel as though there's so much opportunity out here mm -hmm. for all of us. Even I'm seeing like some, you know, PR industry folks also hop in on this conversation. Thank you guys for um, just coming in. And I feel as though we can all support each other, uh, especially as Black women, especially as HBCU graduates, especially as people of color, um, certainly support each other to get to the next level. And my success shouldn't hurt someone else and vice versa. So I'm very clear when it comes to the collaboration over competition element. That's one of the reasons why myself and my business partner merged together because mm -hmm. we didn't feel like we had to compete to eat. Okay. And that's beautiful. So, but you know what, and see, that takes a level of maturity because mm -hmm. everyone can't, can't do that saying to themselves, okay, you know what, we're better as a team as opposed to separately. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. so before you had the Intel Media Group, what was the name of your company? Reagan Farley Agency. Okay. And how long did you have that? Uh, probably just two years prior to um, I had Intel Media Group. Okay. So you talked about working for the NAACP. You, you've done some phenomenal work with a lot of major companies, but you talked about working for the NAACP and then being let go. Is everything okay? Reagan, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, you're okay. freezing, though. Oh, I'm freezing? Can, am I okay now? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah, you talked about being laid off from the NAACP, but then going back and having actual contract work with them. So let's talk about that. The fact that you're on a trajectory... 
I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm sorry. I'm at the car dealer too. So I'm trying to do like five. Oh, okay. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. But you, you talked about the fact that you were working for the NAACP and then you got laid off, mm -hmm. which took you basically to where you are now. Mm -hmm. So when, when you got laid off, what did you say to yourself? Because you, you, you end up, you end up at this particular point, but is, is that, is, was, was that always the end goal that one day you were actually going to have your own company and work for yourself? Yeah. Yep. I knew that I always wanted to do that. I knew that I always wanted to be that person. I got laid off. It was scary at first, but like, mm -hmm. I knew back to betting on myself. I knew that I had to bet on myself in order to be successful. Okay. For sure. Okay. So now with you being in PR, we're just, well, you know what, we're, we're kind of coming out of a pandemic, but public relations is something in, in my opinion, where you're actually, you know, out doing things for other people. So when the pandemic hit, what what happens when the pandemic hits? Because you're you're in the business of relationships. Everything mm -hmm. gets shut down. No nothing's moving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, I created some digital products. So I created things like journals and I created things like t shirts and I did maybe more workshops. I had the time to invest in my personal brand, right? Because um investing in people's personal brand. So mm -hmm. that gave me the time to back to pivoting or hitting reset or you know things of that nature and I got a chance to work on some things for myself okay okay so you also have a line um I'm sorry the what is it the hustle what is that your your, your t-shirt line oh separately okay it's so back to that quote the dream is free but the hustle sold separately so what did you come up with that I think that we all have our own hustle um, or embody so many different things about us that make us, that make us unique and special, uh, that nature. So the dream is free, but the hustle is separately. We all have different ways to get there uh, up to you and how you get there and do what's best for you. Okay. So you, you said that you have internships. Do you do any of any mentoring? Uh, yeah, because so many people mentored me along the way, be it outright, be it directly, be it, um, intentionally or even like when you say the mentor in your head so with all of those people pouring into me who am I not to pour into anyone else mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so what's next on the horizon what's what's going what you got going on I want to take some more time to work on my um, brand I want to revamp my t-shirts I want to revamp my journal line I'd love to do more speaking engagements um, kind of go from there. So to me, the possibilities are endless. And I, I can't wait to see what I do next. I can't wait to see what my team does next and um, continue to create a culture of support. <laughs> so, so, I'm so I, I got I got to ask a question because I started the t-shirt line. <laughs> and and I'm finding that I, I've been pretty successful doing what I do. But getting into that line of business has been somewhat tricky. Mm -hmm. So how does one really navigate that when they're stepping outside of something that they're not usually used to doing? And I'm sure you've yeah. run into this when, when you're dealing with someone that you take on as a client, they may be really successful in one area, but they're, they're turning to you saying, okay, uh, Reagan, um, I have this going on. It's getting some buzz, but I'm not really on firm ground with it. So, mm -hmm. so how, how would you approach a client like that? And, and what, how, how would you steer them? I think let's think about the different processes. What does marketing look like for you? What does storytelling look like for you? Are you comfortable enough to tell your story? Because sometimes I'll even say this. As a publicist, 
clients can do the work themselves as it relates to PR. You can pick mm -hmm. up the phone, you can call the news station, you can send them information. Like, let's be for real. What you're hiring a publicist for, though, is the strategy. You're hiring a publicist for their thought process because, sure, you can get yourself on the radio, but what does the longevity of that look like? What does the strategy behind it look like? What does the consistency look like? So I think sometimes folks can work on their media visibility on their own first and then you hire a publicist once you feel like you've gotten to a certain point. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. because a lot of people do their own do their own social media. I do a lot of it myself. Mm -hmm. So I guess I guess when you come in and you take over, you're basically just honing it down to its its, its finest level and, and and basically pinpointing it and sharpening it so it's it's a fine it's a fine yeah. Because technically, because technically, I'm not even doing social media, right? So when you hire a publicist, you're hiring a, a publicist for what they call earned media visibility. That's to get you on radio. That's to get you mm -hmm. on television. That's to amplify those things. Now, when we talk communications, that's your marketing. That's your PR, which those two are not the same thing. And people confuse them too. Um, social media and that's your branding. Though that's what encompasses a communication strategy. If we're talking marketing to PR, PR is saying this story is important. Marketing is saying try this product. Marketing is sales driven. PR is visibility driven. So, and then if you couple in social media, social media helps with your visibility, but social media and social media is a lead generator, but it is not PR. Make hmm. It does. And you know what? That's very telling because... Mm -hmm. For for a lay person such as myself, I'm just thinking it's all the same. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. They are communication strategies. They are ways in which we communicate. They are different functions of a communication strategy. Okay. So, and I'm not going to keep you too much longer, but I that that's very fascinating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when someone comes to you, and you break that down to them the way you just broke it down to me, because I'm sure you have a consultation before, you know, it any checks are signed. Mindset. It changes their mindset. And, okay. And maybe they don't need a publicist first because I, it, let's say, okay, so back to you on your t-shirt line. And this is just for layman's, for layman's terms. As a publicist, I'm not concerned with sales. I'm concerned with who's wearing the shirt, who's talking about it. Are we tweeting about it? And how are you getting your story out? Your marketing person is going to be concerned with the sales, the try this product, sell, 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 sell. Your social media person, because I think at companies, they try to couple all of these things together. And it's such a counterproductive role, right? Mm. Because there is no way that anyone can do all of those things successful, no matter how good they are. Because even when we talk about the trends on social media changing, the... Um, the strategy of social media changing, the algorithm changing. There are so many different things that are changing that, um, yeah, it just it just doesn't make sense. It, it just doesn't make sense to do all at once. Okay, and I think that's why so many people, including myself, <laughs> get confused. Mm -hmm. You yeah, you run into a brick wall because you say, okay, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing this, but you're basically muddying the waters, thinking that this job is done by this particular outlet when in actuality mm -hmm. it, it, it's not. So with that, have you ever thought about teaching and, and maybe you do, I don't know. Have you ever thought about teaching classes on how this thing really works so that mm -hmm. people, creators, filmmakers that are in this space have a clear understanding that, Hey, if, if I definitely want to hire a publicist, at least I'll have a working knowledge of exactly what, what their that. role is before I go into it. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. So that's some of the things that I was doing during the pandemic. Like I said, Deja and I do something called luxury of PR where um, we're training your team on like what uh, your team or some, or you on what PR is. So we offer a wide variety of education as it relates to PR. Sometimes we'll even drop it on our social media. Um, depends. I also have a free e-guide called The Perfect Pitch, and it talks about finding your pitch, finding your brand story, finding your why, and all of that's in my bio. 
Oh, beautiful. So if someone decided, hey, you know what? I want to be a public relations specialist like mm -hmm. Reagan. How would they go about doing that? Yeah, I have something called So You Want to Be a Publicist. Um, also in my bio, that was a class that I, I did over the pandemic. I actually am going to start part two soon. Um, go from there. So please be on the lookout for Luxury PR, which you can book now. Um, you want to be a publicist, which will be coming soon for all new and aspiring publicists. And then also um, Pitch, which is an e-guide in my bio. So now I'm going to ask you another question because I'm all about learning. Would you recommend, and I have no desire to be in public relationships, but I, I always want to learn as much about every aspect of this industry as mm -hmm. possible. Would you recommend people that are not even going into the PR space, would you recommend them taking this class? Because, because although you're a business owner, and I think whenever you hire someone, you want to know what they're doing. You want to know what they're doing. You want to at least have some level of understanding uh, relates to your baby. When you're ready to hire a publicist, when you're ready to hire a social media expert, marketing might not, or it's, it's like accounting, right? Accounting might not be my thing, but maybe I want to follow some accountants to at least learn the industry so that way when I hire someone, I'll know what they're talking about and they can't put me in a trick bag. Sorry, my hair is like sticking up. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're, you're fine. Hey, Rodney Perry. Now, Rodney Perry just joined us live. So, Rodney, if you are looking for a dope-ass public relations specialist, <laughs> Reagan Farley is your girl. Rodney Perry, uh, television actor, uh, actor, all that other good stuff. Good brother, yep. really good brother. Uh, where can people find you? Because I think people really would, would benefit from all of the knowledge that you have. Because, again, I've, I've been... Um, reading up on you quite a bit. I've uh, listened to a lot of your interviews and, and just in the last couple of days, I have learned so much about how certain things work. And, and I'll, and I'll be perfectly honest. I was a little frustrated with how I uh, t-shirts were not going the way I wanted, but after listening to some of your interviews and you did you did it um you did a live i think it was on um uh the events mm -hmm. that was very eye-opening for me i know you you, you probably know you wouldn't have to go but it was very <laughs> eye-opening for me because i yeah. learned quite a bit and one of the things that you said was and and this is something that i talk about with my actors being very intentional mm-hmm Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that I was not doing with uh, that was I was being, too, as the saying goes, when you try to talk to everybody, no one's listening. Yeah. And, and I didn't, I wasn't as intentional as, as, as I should have been. So where can people find you? Because I, I, I want everybody, you know, except for the people that, I, that already know you on the live, because this yeah. is going to be in the show notes. Where can people find you? Uh, on all social media platforms. I'm Ray the Publicist, R-A-E-C-H-E-P-U-B-L-I-C-I-S-T. Um, personal brand website is reaganfarley.com. So R-E-G-A-N-F-A-R-L-E-Y.com. And then our company website is Intel Media Group. So I-N-T-E-L-M-E-D-I-A group.com. Well, Reagan, again, I don't want to take up too much of your day because you are busy, busy, busy. Your phone is... I really <laughs> appreciate it. I really but you know what? That, that's okay. I, I was so excited to talk to you because, again, I learned so much, and I would love to have you back because I would love uh, to come we back. we we usually do um, a table discussion, and I usually have uh, people in the industry. But I think you would be such a phenomenal uh, addition to that discussion because this is something when actors talk, they talk about acting, they talk about you know, headshots, things like that, and, and, and learning those particular aspects of the industry. But this is something, as one of my friends who was on earlier said, this is something that they really do not talk about and they really don't know a lot about. And I think this is something that they really need to learn. So let's do this, Floyd. I would love sure. to come back, but like if you ever want to do like a Zoom with like you and your actors, 
I don't mind like us doing a quick like in one of your workshops just us doing a quick conversation um and, and just talking so let me know when um yeah we'll we'll get it set up I'll send you you have my email but I'll send you my number too just so that way you have it but would love to do the workshop sounds like a plan Reagan Miss Farley it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm sorry that I got distracted and I was doing 50 million things. <laughs> no, but see, you know, but that's a good thing. And I don't mind that because you know what that, that shows me, that tells me that you are really, it's like someone said, again, listening to an interview and you sent out an email. I think her name was Crystal. And you mm -hmm. said you sent an email and someone emailed you back and said how happy they were for her. And then yeah. you sent an email letting them know that they were watching. Yeah. People, people are watching and you don't even know it. So the fact that your phone keeps going off is, <laughs> is, is beautiful to me because that really lets me know that you are really doing the work. Trying. And that, no, no, sweetie. No, I don't do trying. You're, you're doing it. I, I hate that yes, word. Um, you're really doing the work because you're busy as hell. And, and <laughs> <laughs> but again, it was a pleasure. It Thank was such so a pleasure. Congrats to your daughter. Please tell my soror that I said hi. And if y'all are ever at homecoming, I would love to meet you guys. I definitely will. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for spending the last hour with us at a conversation with, and we're on all streaming platforms. Make sure that you listen to this podcast. It's on Apple, it's on iHeartRadio, it's everywhere that podcasts are uh, located, all that other good thing. And this is the way I like to end, to end my shows. I have a saying, filmmaking, love it like a hobby, but treat it like a business. And on that note, Reagan, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I truly appreciate you gracing my podcast and I look forward to seeing and hearing so many big things from you. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Floyd. I really appreciate it. Who would have thought that this would have came from um, you that you, uh, the TV show that you've never seen before, right? So like Is that PR? Is is that is that PR? There we go. That's see you PR. see that? That's PR. That's mm -hmm. PR. All right, Reagan, Thank take you. care. Thank you, Floyd. Take care. Right. Thank you so much. Right. Bye bye. Bye bye.